Smack me like that, Rod. <laughs> Josh, I told you, I only smack you when you don't do your chores. And you <sighs> didn't do your chores, so you had to get I, I had to give you some tough love, Josh. What are you talking about? Put that green screen down and let me see how clean your room is, Rod. No comment, sir. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're speaking of. I would shut up, Josh. I'm Josh. And you're Rod. Oh, wait, that's backwards. No. <laughs> Wait, is it Groundhog Day? I don't know what fucking day it is. I think we missed Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day was earlier because the the, the the little the little rodent saw his shadow, so we were getting six more weeks of winter. So what? Shit. I don't wait. So if he doesn't see a shadow, that's the good one. And if he does, yeah. then we're fucked. Yeah, for six more weeks of winter. I think. I think is how how it goes i if we're talking about groundhog day i just want bill murray dropping his toaster in the the bathtub with him and that's it's all that I really such a good fucking movie man so good like seriously so Dude, good bill murray as i just watched finally the new ghostbusters my wife and i were like i only had like saturday off so i streamed and my wife were like we're gonna order pizza and and order a movie nice. and we bought ghostbusters afterlife because we hadn't seen it and I wanted it in like super HD 4K 3000. Yep. I love you, Tony Stark, whatever. Um, and damn that movie! That dude, that movie was wonderful, Josh. It's so fun, hey! It's like it makes you feel good. They, I told you, um, when uh, we saw Scream and that whole scene where they're talking about the nostalgia kick and how to do yeah. a reboot, remake, uh, a, a requel. And that's what Ghostbusters felt like. It felt like a passing of the torch, but then a pass back. And then, but they they understood how to make that movie nostalgic, but still feel like it it went on and became something that wasn't, and then is now. I don't know. Like they they understood yeah. it on a higher level. But to hear that uh, Reepman has passed is uh, is sad, right? That was today, yeah. right? He died or yesterday? I saw the tweet, so it had to have been yesterday. His right. yeah, I mean, his yeah. son Jason just tweeted out about it and like that was the only place I saw it, like which is weird because yeah. I saw it on that, a whole bunch of like entertainment weekly stuff and whatever, but yeah. super sad, but hey, at least he got yeah. to go out with a bang, you know? Yeah, this is true. But like we said, I'm Rod. This man right here next to me on the internet in Canada is Josh. <laughs> Hi, Rod. You know what? Hi. Did you know something, what? Rod? I got to tell you something. What's We're up? part of the Slash and Cast podcast network. Go to Slash and Cast. It's in the game. It's <laughs> EA Sports, Josh. You, you keep getting EA Sports and Slash and Cast. What confused. was with... 50 Cent hanging upside down. Seriously, what the hell was with 50 um, Cent hanging upside down? I actually thought that I had like been drinking whiskey for a couple hours and didn't <laughs> realize it because I'm like, why 
why is 50 cent upside down all of a sudden and then it was like <laughs> oh because he's like doing pull-ups or something we were like and then man got- he got really fat i'm like no he's just hanging upside down and looks all weird <laughs> My uh, my buddy uh, Dr. Claw kept calling him, uh, saying he was he was whole dollar now. <laughs> and it's like he wasn't he was a little bit chunkier, but that motherfucker is still cut like oh, for yeah. his age and like his shape. And the, I don't think I could do one pull up upside down. Like I would if that was me. Shot and they, like, fucking nine times. Like anyone that got shot nine times deserves something. I mean, I don't know, life either. Either you need like or, or dead, like, I, guess. I don't know, or RoboCop's cybernetic frame, or you need like a metal or something. Because yeah, Robocop. I think nine times, yeah, RoboCop got he got shot a whole shit. But that man, I still remember seeing that for the first time as a kid and be like, "Holy shit, this is brutal." Yes, this shit is same brutal. I was, was so like, stoked because the you know RoboCop. To me, I remember standees, like the the cardboard cutouts everywhere for RoboCop before it came out. And I was just like, holy shit, that looks like the coolest thing ever. And then I finally got to see it on like VHS or something. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't think it was going to be this (laughs) R-rated. I'm too young for this. This is crazy. (laughs) And then then Josh went into like a like... Uh, <laughs> trauma like ball and just like curled up and started like crying he's like no i can't no 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 don't shoot robocop anymore yes and, th- and then and then josh took that trauma and then he saw the the reboot of robocop and he was like even worse like uh, even the trauma he had experienced as a small child uh, was bruh bruh <laughs> that Man, of all the remakes that like have come out, like I think sometimes I think that the uh, the PG thirteen fight of like violent R rated movies from the the eighties is just a might be the biggest problem of them all. Like especially because like the RoboCop and the Total Recall, both those films were just like so soulless, man. Like and yeah. when you take a soul out of a movie, it's just like it. It's just corporate and it's it just so uh it just makes you feel <laughs> yucky on the inside and when you feel that yucky on Ew. the inside you're just like Ew. why am i why am i here Ew. why yeah exactly you Ew. just go it's, <laughs> you make the same sounds like a little kid makes when there's like a like brussels sprouts on his plate, <laughs> his plate. <laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> but, but mom i want my ice cream <laughs> 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 What has this show become? I don't what know. What does this show go? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Seconds. It doesn't matter because it doesn't. The Rock, Rock has come back to L.A. Yeah, I love The Rock. I don't know what the fuck he was wearing at the Super Bowl. He looked like 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 a maroon like The Rock. He looked he looked like if you took Maroon Five, the name, and like incarnate it into a giant man because everything he was wearing was maroon and. He was kind of like wearing a leisure suit from like 1978, and he was the Rock he at wanted, the same time. And- he's so swollen. He just wanted everyone to see how swollen he was. I, it's I, not I even swole. It, he's swollen. Gonna, Josh, Josh, no, you can't call him swollen because yes. that just means like 
a giant bee attacked him. Yes, like, that's what it looks like. He is so big. <laughs> it just looks like he got stung by a so, whole bunch of bees. So what you're saying is that The Rock should really be the Candyman because, like, you know. No, I like him as Black Adam. I'm I'm excited to see that, man. Like, I loved Shazam. I'm really into... Uh, I don't know. It's weird because I went through a time where I was like, man, Steven Spielberg was right about the everyone's going to get superhero fatigue. He said it's going to go to the way of the Western because uh, Western movies were like the biggest thing back in the day. And then everyone got Western fatigue and then you couldn't make a Western because it was just going to flop. He's like, you're going to get you're going to get superhero fatigue. And I did. I felt it until yeah. this year because. Yeah. Spider-Man did it so well. It looks like Doctor Strange is going to be fucking amazing. And DC yeah. looks like they're finally understanding. Because I've watched Peacemaker. And holy fuck, is that a good show. It is so funny. And like Suicide Squad was was all right. But Peacemaker is amazing. It It's just... It's, it's so fun. And I feel like DC coming out with like four movies or something this year. I'm quite excited, actually. The new Batman looks all right. Um, the the new Batman looks more than all right. Yeah, that I'm, I'm was, stoked, man. I have to tell you though, because I was very excited when this happened. I don't know where the fuck it went, but let me see. <laughs> so the person I was going to ask to record with us has just text messaged me back. Oh man, what the record? I'm my my friend who was gonna. Uh, come podcast with us 10 minutes later um <laughs> didn't happen i am com- it didn't happen I, I don't know what's happening man uh <laughs> well i don't think they know that you're an old man and it's almost past your bedtime already so I know, we gotta get on with the show i know here let me god damn it man let me see this here pause, oh, no we can't pause recording god damn it i'll just edit this out if we keep this, give me a second. I, I like Why? I like the whole I like the realism of our show that it makes it so much easier for because we can bullshit around for over an hour. It doesn't matter if there's weirdness going on. That's what makes us the pros we are today of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're this, not pros whatsoever. But oh, dude, we don't care this, enough for it to be a big deal. This is the most ghetto podcast of all time. I mean, this is like what ghetto... If you looked up ghetto podcast in the world, it, this is it. No! This... <laughs> uh, oh, man. Murdermoose.com is down. Oh, no. No! The transfer didn't no. go well. No! I just got an email. Oh, man. It's like, you're oh, experiencing no. technical difficulties. Oh, wait. Dude, it's this down. show... Oh, wait. It could be because... It's uh, like cashed in I your. I have cashed your... for sure. I'm yeah. just totally cashed. Oh wait, I no. <laughs> I just hard refreshed and it's still there. Why am I getting stupid emails? What the hell? Man? Oh, dude, and I put some captcha on our uh, get in touch part because we were getting spammed every day. As soon as it it got onto like a spam list or something, because we were getting emails every day. I was getting uh like advertised to. By the same bullshit every day. It's like, hey, do you need more leads? It's like, you're no, not like this. Fuck off. Now you got to do Dude, ten plus six. That's to send a message. there's a reason. There's a reason why I like 
I uh, stopped posting on our Instagram real quickly because every single time I posted on Instagram for like the next episode coming out, like just a picture, it would get like 18 DMs of like, hey, do you want us to promote your podcast? And I'm like, dude, I'm getting that now too. If I, if I post a reel on Instagram of my uh, drum covers, it's fine. But if I post it as a video on Instagram, in the comment section, there's a whole bunch of like drum pages on Instagram. Send it here. Send it there. And they're all like, pay me to put it on here. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is the internet now? Like, are you kidding? Fuck you. Like, get out of here. So after we recorded last week, multiple times, uh, my friends tried to get tickets, us tickets to see Nine Inch Nails at Red Rocks. Yeah. And... Every single one of those times, the bots stole all the tickets before anyone could get them. The and internet. It was so bad that we had two nights of tickets to even. They, Nine of Snails is here two nights. The tickets were supposed to be between 70 and 140 or something like that. The bots got all the tickets and are instantly selling them from anywhere between 500 and $1,200. I thought they and were stopping I'm, this. Like, how are they not stopping this? They don't stop any of it, dude. They don't even fucking try to stop it. And Ugh. yeah, so yeah, yeah, so all of it is I don't know, this is chaos. And I'm also, <laughs> dude, I'm getting messages, and I'm like, I, I sitting there, and when you invite someone to come talk to on the show, you're like, she had router problems, I guess, but I'm like, man, I like you said, I'm an old man. <laughs> I, I sit here and I'm like, I'm like, I love how we're still recording this chaos and because it is what it is. Um, yeah. Hey, I don't feel like, <laughs> okay, we're, we're very, uh, as, as much as we are not scheduled, we are scheduled. Like I watch the yeah. movie a day earlier than I normally do. We usually do it together on a Monday night. <laughs> we yeah. record it on a Tuesday and it goes out on Thursday. I love it. Uh, I watched this movie that we're doing uh, this week, which is uh, Nightmare Alley. I watched it on Sunday night, and last night I watched the new um, The Kingsman movie. Surprisingly, pretty fucking good, actually. Like, I it looks real bad, and not saying it is real bad, but it's it looks real oh, bad. I- I don't know. Like, I feel like the score was amazing, by the way. Like, it really makes the movie so much bigger than it really is. And I I see what they're trying to do by giving this franchise more of a backstory. They really want this to kind of follow in the footsteps of 007. They really want the Kingsman to be that caliber, but still have that, like, um, what's his name? The guy who directs like Sherlock Holmes and stuff and oh, Lockstock. Uh, the one married to Madonna. Uh that was married to Madonna. Yeah, what's his what the name? The fuck is his Uh We are Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. What is me. wrong with us? Uh, uh, I mean I, yeah. I'm brain farting like crazy. But that that style, that look and feel, that you know, the slow mo stuff or the Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie look and feel. It like they really I think he did one of the earlier Kingsman movies or something, and they really liked 
his stamp on it. So they want to take that and mix it with 007 like score. And I don't know, man, like, you know, it's cheesy, but I liked it though. Like I had a decent time watching it. I was very like pleasantly surprised because I went in with pretty low expectations and I was just like, yeah, what, you know what? It's late. I, have been liking just throwing on a movie at a certain time and then once it's done either go to bed early or you know throw on a few youtube videos on the tv and then uh then go upstairs or something you know but uh it's it's been good like nightmare alley was fucking long and i yeah dude i didn't i didn't realize when i started it and then i saw two and a half hours and i'm like fuck and katie I, i messaged her after i started it and i'm like this movie is really long because her she's got she's got top tier ADHD like us. She is like that, and I got and we got to start off with saying this movie's fucking long, yeah. of course, because dude, holy we're shit. ADD. Yeah. Like we're dude, we're coming off the back end of seeing like five in a row that were like a buck thirty for us, like the perfect yeah. length, and this is adding another buck on there for us and we're like oh shit but to be honest there Gilmore del, Gilmore del Toro I'm just brutalizing his name uh, I, I apologize amazing storyteller he knows how to give character development like crazy and you know this one is is spread a little thinner than his other movies but it still has yeah. a good pay out, payoff at the end which you know if you don't wait till the end, you're going to miss out, obviously. And I yeah. I like that, that there is a payoff. But it's not a horror movie. Like, there's horrific scenes, I guess. Yeah. Like, maybe two it's, of them. But that's it. It reminded me of, like, tonally. I thought of it, and then I was trying to think of it, if it was a good comparison of uh, Shutter Island. With, like, the weird, like, kind of, like, trippy thing. But, like, it's not trippy. Like just because of the ending and what happens and like everything is like very, uh, I feel like shutter Island is more of a horror movie than this. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, it was just that like, it, it has that like realistic, but not realistic like thing, you know, like where it's, this movie was completely realistic, but it was like, I don't know. It's it had that con artistry thing. And like, they, I mean, they, the term they use constantly is snake oil sa- salesman. Right. Yeah. And it's just like so all that stuff is like the the thing is like you ever I I met this guy and this motherfucker is from where the fuck is he from? He's like from the coast of Africa. I can't think of the country he's from right now. And uh he always told stories to me about like this guy grew up and he's like tall like six three, six four like me, he's like taller. And he grew up El Morocco, he was in Morocco. And he would like go out and like he would boil eggs and then go out in the streets and sell them as like a little kid and like a and a, like just trying to make extra money. And I always told him I was like, dude, if you would have been born like a hundred years earlier, you would have been a snake oil salesman just like running the country, just like, hey, you give me five dollars, and I'm gonna give you like like twenty dollars worth of eggs or something, you know, insane like that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, um. But man, I uh, it's funny because this is another movie that's like you kind of see, you know, I like I don't think you see exactly what's coming, but you see signs that this uh, this whole movie is going badly for like half of the film, right? Like it's, 
I kind of think it's like a kind of a film of like, like it's a normal like three acts, right? And like the first act is like a lot of the the carnival aspects of it, and the second act is like the just setting up of how successful this guy is, and the third act is oh, this guy has fallen off a cliff, and then you start realizing, man. This guy is not a very good dude. I mean, you kind of realize earlier on this guy's not a very good dude, but man. Yeah. Man, Josh. He's, um, uh, I don't know, but that's that's the whole thing. Like, I'm going through some crazy things with, like, I'm having a hard time in life trusting people right now because I didn't yeah. realize that there are snaky, snaky people in the world that, are sociopaths and don't care about anyone but themselves. This movie really shines a light on that type of person and alcoholism uh, yeah. really at the same time, like the the struggle with addictions and alcoholism and with like sociopaths. Uh, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's like a character study on those two things and, yeah. and how people are fucking terrible and People, some yeah. some are nearsighted and only are focusing on what's right in front of them and other people are playing the long game and completely willing to do anything to m- make you trust them and then just shove a knife in your asshole yeah there it's funny because you keep guessing throughout this whole film like what who is the worst character and it, it's kind of like I play it like it's the I have talked about it before. I think on here, whenever I watch Bob's Burgers, my favorite game is who is the craziest member of this family this particular week, and this this movie is more like who is the like most sociopathic <laughs> character of like the whole film, and they do a good job of like like chucking like a lot of things where you think one person's really bad, but then. You you figure out there's a couple of really shit people in this whole film. Like I really of- I, I loved the the set pieces though. Like the whole aesthetic yeah. of all his movies just like it, it brings you in and he he knows yeah. how to like build a world and uh just the aesthetics of he's like the classy Tim Burton. Like he, yeah. he likes the the aesthetic of the old it's like that uh american horror story did a whole season on like this but this like the set design and the actors and everything it it made the the whole american horror story one look like an abc special compared to everything they did in this like the the thing that he whips up for uh his crush for the like electric chair thing was so dope i just i love that look and yeah. feel and all the 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 banners that they have for all the freak shows and the like yeah. the, the horror house haunted maze thing it is yeah. all i i want all those like tattooed on my legs like all the like cool yeah. like flash looking stuff it's so awesome dude i love it well, do, dude the movie is really like he he has these you talk about these set pieces but then like he starts off with like Bradley Cooper's character just setting a body on fire and it's just that like like just fire burning in the middle of the house which is such a like it just like stands out because you're like 
what the fuck and without any context and anything yeah. but it's it's literally the uh the crux or i don't know what word it's the it's the main driving force behind the character and all of his motives after that are 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 driven yeah. by his either guilt by doing that or his need to keep moving forward as well yeah i man i there's the one thing I, that I I still don't think I fully understand, and I like again I just watched this yesterday for the first time. Like, you have this character who has this such like strong will to do like you know to do like ever, to be different from his father, and then like ninety three ninety percent through this movie he just like breaks that and starts like he becomes a raging alcoholic out of nowhere and I'm, I was like I, I just go I was sitting there and, and I'm thinking about like how a character who has such like pride and has such like you know like mental fortitude because this motherfucker is like scamming people out of so much money and and, and like getting himself like over with all these like really high society motherfuckers right and i mean you you see because like that's like a reoccurring theme with like so many of these like these type of stories right where you 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 prey on people who are you know sad and like grieving and all these things and they go and then they end up like killing themselves and shit like that that happens in this movie and you go, these are just, like, all so many, like, you just go, I don't know how you could do that to people, right? It's basically what the whole point, like, this guy who, and and the, the, the thing about not drinking for the whole time and then breaking that into, like, it, I think I, I really, the, as I'm, like, talking this out to you, Josh, You're figuring it's it like, out. yeah, it's it, it kind of seems like this guy was, like, has like not it's all these actions all these things he's done finally get to him and he can't even he can't even like not be a crazy drunk like his father by then right like he's already like well he's goaded hard though like the the kiss of death yeah like she knows she she's a psychiatrist she knows how to fuck with people hard and dude she she sees right through all of his uh smoke and mirrors just like he did her and she did yeah. not fucking like that whatsoever <laughs> yeah but, but you know what though i have to i after you see how that flips on its head at the end you have to wonder like how much of that was her letting him get a little bit cuz that bitch is fucking like like diabolical like she like she lets him do everything she knows he's going to do and let gives him just enough rope to hang himself. Yep. She gives him just enough rope to go. It's so diabolical at the end. Like, wow. Yeah. It's, and that's why this like movie is like, it's got that like suspense drama kind of thing, but like, man, what these people are willing to do to each other is pretty horrible. Like that's like, that's the horror in this film is like, what are you willing to do? And like, yeah what what grief does and all that shit man it's just like it's it's funny because it kind of feels like i i think they're like i think guillermo del toro felt like he was like 
inspired by like freaks, like you know, in the movie from the twenties, right? Which is a pretty notorious film, right? Like it's a film that has gotten a lot of shit since it came out for exploiting people, uh, like you know, with conditions, right? Because it was all the the quote unquote circus freaks is the title comes from that it's the freaks but um everything i always heard about that film it was like it was like those like they're the he- i have never seen it but they're like the kind of the heroes of the film after like the norm the normal people try to like fuck over one of the the people in that in that circus right um and it kind of why i say that and bring it up is because this film has that like the the circus people are by f- like the the operating circus people, even though they do some kind of shady shit, are like the nicest people in this whole entire film, right? Like Ron Perlman, and it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Of course, Ron Perlman's in it. Uh, like Ron, uh, Rooney Mara and Ron Perlman and Tony Collette are all like the nicest people in this like fucking movie. The major, the major is pretty fucking dope too, and you're just like. Man, and then you compare it to like the quote unquote normal people, the like the non circus folk, and they're all just like, just they're like, how do we fuck each other over <laughs> harder? How do we fuck each other over harder, Josh? Harder, and yeah, and then you get here. I so. don't know, like you know, there's a lot of, like I said, it's two and a half hours. There's a lot of time spent on the grind of the character like showing that he he's got nothing he's willing to just hang out and figure things out and then you see his struggle with a character that has lost his way with the bottle and you see his like distaste for it and is like wincing and he's like oh you can tell he's he's had a past he's had issues and yeah he he knows if he's going to be around it too long he might give in, so then he fucks up. I, you know, who the fuck puts poison? Here's the poison bottles right next to the drinking bottles. It's like make I, sure you choose wisely. <laughs> so I still think that like what came out of that, he did that on purpose. Of course he did. Of, yeah, he, he, he wanted. Did, he wanted yeah, that. He book, wanted the. And he wanted, he wanted the, the book. Yeah. Any and I feel like it was getting rid of a big issue for him as well a drunk that he looked up to, he could have went down that path again, right? And yeah. all the stuff he had issues with his father and his drinking, that type yeah. of stuff. So, Dude, and the the father thing is still like, it's it's this movie where you 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 start off with this, like the the burning of the of the corpse and you kind of assume and you kind of guess like as you come along further along that it was his father you figure out later it was his father but then when you figure out the very end of the film how he killed his father and you go oh that's fucked up but he didn't just kill his father this motherfucker opened his window and let his like skinny fucking old man just freeze to death yeah and you go and then while saying to him, like, I always hated you. Isn't that what he said to him? I always hated you or something like that. And you're like, holy fuck. Because at this point, you had known. You had known what he had done after that, right? You knew about him, like, just fucking 
murdering a couple motherfuckers like you like at the end you know about him tra- uh, changing out the alcohol with the 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 wood alcohol for the fucking old drunk you know like how many people he's like you know taking care of and you go okay this like makes way more sense because you you have no context to the character at the beginning of the movie and that's why i love how guillermo del toro set that up because it was like no i'm not going to tell you he's a shit human being first thing i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go hey this guy could be a shit human being he (laughs) could be a shit human being could be not necessarily but like Man, I I think that's another thing about Guillermo del Toro. Like he he's got like, man, like his characters. He writes a lot of shitty people. Like people, it's like it's it's like Midsummer kind of like where everyone's a shit character, but not everyone's a shit character. There's like Rooney Mara's character is like probably the best character in the movie. Either that, like night, like. If you're going and doing a and d like, you know, uh, alignment, she's just, like, pure good, right? She's, like, not, like, chaotic neutral or whatever, chaotic good, or she's just, like, good. And, but then, like, it's either her or, like, Tony Collette, man, again, that woman, there's another reason you could call it horror, because, like, one of the queens of horror herself, Tony right. Collette's in this, and, and she's just, like... She's so good funny. in everything she it's it it looks effortless for her too though like it doesn't matter what she does it just if it's like uh i don't know it's just like a smooth smooth operator it's smooth operator (laughs) for real though like i i don't know a single role like the snub she got for hereditary like she was him of all the actresses that year i'm sorry no one did what she did. Like, yeah. come on. No one went anywhere yeah. near the levels, even though it was like, no, not even though. They're they're giving nods to horror now. Like, yeah. And also, oh, just uh, I because Jordan Peele is the one that's like really uh, turning heads uh, over at the academies and stuff. Did you see the tr- the new trailer for Nope? I haven't wa- I haven't watched it because I'm like I'm just gonna get too like it's high into dude. it. It's hype. Yeah. It it looks so like here. like honestly what signs everything that signs did right this one is doing and then also I got chills cuz like he understands how to center a line and just they're doing nothing but the scores he uses and the the ah oh, it it looks creepy as fuck that's all I got to say it looks awesome. Yeah. I'm stoked. I I I want to see it. And I'm just like, I was like, I'm going to get, when does that, it comes out in July, right? So I'm like, maybe I'll watch it a little bit later on, right? I'm like. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, God damn it. Now I have no (laughs) fucking context in where my brain was going with. Oh, I was, yeah, well, I was going like. All, it's, hey, I'm ADD, man. It went down the path. It went down the path. It it, It made sense. It's fine. It made sense all the time. The um, <laughs> all the fucking actors in this film that have like even like the littler parts, like the me- real main characters in this movie are Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, and then Mara, Aruna Mari, Runa Mara. God damn it, I can't say her name. 
And but man, they got the fucking William Defoe's in it uh, for a bit. Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, uh, whose name is Bruno, which is funny because of the whole like Encanto and we don't talk about Bruno and how that song is everywhere. And then just Ron Perlman showing up as Bruno. Um, Mary Steinbergen, who God, I don't know if I've seen her in anything since like, like fuck man, like Step Brothers was like the last time I saw her in anything. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. And then Holt Mc M- McKinley, I think is how you say is McCanley. I don't know who was on the like the Netflix show about the uh the FBI uh like the behavioral analysis unit that they are on like criminal minds what the fuck is that they did two seasons of a Netflix headhunters i think is what it was called okay. uh he was he was really good Clinton Co- Clifton Collins Jr is in this like as another and it's just like man they have so many actors in this that you're just like i want to see more i want to see more Ron Perlman and I want to see more, like, I mean, William Defoe is really good as a scumbag who, like, you go, you, after after you walk out of this movie going, man, if I, like, ever meet a carny, like, the guy running a carnival is, or, like, used to be, like, the biggest piece of shit around, <laughs> like, because there's this, like, this reoccurring thing in this movie and why it's called a night is called nightmare alley is these, uh, carnivals all have this, like they're like cavemen, right? Basically they're like, they're like wild men, like with beards and long hair. And they get these guys by like basically being like just complete sleaze bags. Right. They, yeah. they're like, ah, oh. like, we don't really have much. They basically lead them along and then get them like, addicted to opium until they're like walking talking like cavemen basically right and where you get these guys they're desperate drunks from nightmare alleys like where you're like puking and like getting like thrown out of bars and shit that like that right and man the concept i what i really loved about this film is like that that like concept pulling into the end of the movie where they don't say it out loud, but like there, you know what's happening because of what they, what William Defoe tell, told you about earlier yep. and how Bradley Cooper knows it's coming and still is just like, I was born for this. Keep... I was born yeah. for this. And he just laughs because he, yeah, I, I think that's why he, he uh, saw so eye to eye with the guy in the cage before he's like, I know where you're at. Here's a cigarette, right? Like, yeah, dude, this movie made me want a cigarette. You like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's is smoking like, every second yeah. of this. Yeah. It, yeah, it takes place in like 39 and through 41 and 42 because like they go about like the war, like going to war with Japan and, and the U.S. like uh, and Germany. Um, Yeah, but they're like every single time, like Bradley Cooper in this movie smokes like a carton of cigarettes by the end of it. I'm like, man, like... I don't smoke anymore, but sometimes I would go, man, that makes me want a cigarette. I don't, <laughs> I don't really want a cigarette, but yeah. Um, but for man, real. like for real, it, it for realsies, for realsies. You know, it's funny because when I was watching this, I uh, 
as soon as Kate Blanchett came on the screen, I for a second for a while there, I thought she was the 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 star of Fringe, you know, the Australian lady. Uh, who I can't even think of her name offhand, but I thought it was her for a little bit because she like, I don't know. There's like, it's something about Kate, how Kate Blanchett looks in this movie, but man, she plays an evil bitch really, 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 really well. Yeah. Um. And also, I it's weird, isn't it? Just weird to is it weird to you like? seeing Bradley Cooper playing like kind of a scumbag like because he's always like that nice like friendly dude right he's like that like he's he's branching out he went like you know he's getting movies handed to him by Steven Spielberg to direct them now and stuff right like he's yeah he's he's tearing up his career to be more like uh the character actor now right so he doesn't want to be like known for just the hangover he wants to be you know like and he's doing a really good job like he he's got range now and i respect him after seeing this and like a couple of his uh, his more previous uh films wow he's but you know there's something to be said about being in uh, a del toro film anyways because he just I don't know how he directs or whatever, but he he gets really good performances out of people. Yeah. Everything he does is just like, it's like chef's kiss. It's chef's kiss, man. I feel like he's uh, got to be a really nice guy. You know, he's well-respected and he really yeah. understands and has a love for filmmaking. And I feel like that's what, it, I, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know. I haven't seen like behind yeah. the scenes or anything, but that's just like the vibe I get from any interview or anything that he's ever talked about. You can see the love and the glit, like the glitter or the, the yeah. whatever in his eyes that he's just like, it's so genuine, his love and passion for filmmaking. And it comes through in yeah everything I've ever seen. So yeah. I, I mean, it's not a horror loves- movie, but I really liked this movie. Yeah, he he just that man loves fairy tales, right? Like he tells of like a lot of fairy tales, like fairy Pan's tales and monsters, and, and yeah, and the the monsters in this movie are humans. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he goes hardcore with the human, like the human monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it, like like I said, like there's so many people in this movie that you're just like, man, these people are just are just such shit human beings. I also, I, I did like seeing uh, Jim Beaver as the sheriff uh, who, who many people know from uh, supernatural. Although he did, he was another actor that was in it for a little bit, but didn't, um, you know, also I, I, I just put two, two, two and two together. Wow. English is hard, Josh. Richard, God damn. Richard Jenkins played Ezra uh, Ezra Grindle and Mary uh, Steenbergen was in it as Mrs. Kimball, right? So like the two parents from Step Brothers, right? Like so that's that was both their parents, right? I'm not losing my fucking mind, am I? You're always losing your mind, man. I don't know. What but Richard Jenkins didn't like he looked oh, so right, yeah. like he looked so with that beard he you could you could know you i'd never seen him look anything like that before i know he was like genuinely scary 
and I've only ever known him to be like super funny and like stepbrothers. Yeah. And, you know, like just it, it was I was genuinely like afraid of that character. Like I felt like uh, he, yeah. he, he could do some bad things or whatever. And then he, he just was gets like, his nose punched into his head. So, you know. <laughs> dude, that was so brutal. You're like. But that's what I'm saying. There's just... horrifying scenes. Yeah. And yeah. they are actually horrifying. Like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't see that amount of gore coming. But then again, why didn't I see it coming? Yeah. It is, yeah. you know. I think that's why are it you... gets like, quote unquote, it's a horror movie. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, another... I watched so many trailers for this movie. The trailers don't tell you shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that movie even about? Like, what is it about? Yeah. I, I, after... I, I, yeah. I don't think I had watched a trailer. I had just seen, like, little, sh- like, you know, like, the, the short, like, five-second things you see on, like, Twitter and stuff like that, where it looked like the, the commercials and previews made it seem like a carnival ride, right? Like, they're, like, yeah. like, like, fairy music like you know fair music and then like like just the carnival i think is really what mostly they show right but man yeah it is uh it's just about like there's this movie feels like it's about a lot but also about very little at the same time right like it's because it's very it's it's only it's about like what it's about this. It really feels like it's about escaping your destiny, right? Like in, and whether or not you can escape your own destiny, um, and how some people can't get out of their own way. Like the the Bradley Cooper gets warned about like what, like two thirds of the way through the film, not to do what he's about to do. The, he's not to do the thing that ultimately costs him everything in the long run. It costs him his wife, or I don't, not his wife. Uh, Molly wasn't. They also, Runa Mar- Mara's like accent in this film was like, I was like hanging on everything she was saying because she had such a weird cadence to how she was talking the entire time, where it was like, it felt like it was like this, like really sweet, reserved lady who was like, really 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 thinking about every single word she said and the way she said it was just so man she's another one who's been in a, like i mean she was in the she was in the shit show that was the nightmare on elm street remake right like before anyone knew who she was right back yeah. in the day back in the day um and man i uh, it, it sucks having like like Ron Perlman in this movie, and then he—he's not, he's not another one. Like, there's so many actors in this movie. I just want more of Josh. And this movie's already at two and a half hours. I mean, this really is like a just a, a acting like a clinic by uh, Bradley Cooper. And I think it's like you were right. The man is like kind of like spread out a lot. I mean, always forget that he's Rocket Raccoon, right? It's like oh right, which was. Which, so he's like one of the people making that much money off of like the Marvel universe, right? And being like one of the most loved characters in any of these things. And then he's off doing stuff like this and like. Well, when you lend your he, voice to stuff, and I feel like there's a lot, a lot of actors, well, Chris Pratt definitely being one, because he can't really do anything outside of like Jurassic World that's really like landing for him anymore. 
but he yeah. lends his voice to like everything, right? So uh, he's he's playing Mario in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh right, and he's just gonna be Chris Pratt. He's just gonna be Chris Fat Pratt being Chris Pratt. Chris Fat. He's just Chris Fat. I don't know if I if I say like things like that out loud, he may divorce me because he doesn't seem like a very nice person. I don't know. I keep hearing Chris Pratt's a nice person, but he gives so much money to shitty churches, and it makes me sad. It makes me sad, Josh. It makes me sad. Um, I. It's it's weird though too. Like by the end of this film, where you kind of get the <laughs> whole backs. What what are you laughing about over there? I don't know. Damn it, Josh. Where you like? It it's funny. Your that face. This is a, oh. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> it, it's it's just impressive how how gear like it reminds me of things like I I keep thinking of Possessor on on, on this podcast, but like. Possessor, I just love how it like it just dropped you in the middle of this world that was already happening, and you just kind of like w- like jumped on and joined them for part of the adventure, right? Yeah. And this movie is like, it more feels like you're you're jumping on towards the end of what Bradley Cooper's like you know ride is, but man, it everything that you get from the the interview se- sections with uh. Lilith, uh, Lolita, was it Lilith? Yeah, Lilith Ritter. Ritter. I can't speak, man. English is hard. And uh, and uh, who's Kate Blanchett? And then Stanton Carlisle. You just like you keep going. They're kind of like implying, and you're getting hints and pieces of how how uh, traumatic all of his Bradley Cooper's childhood was leading him to this point right yeah and bradley cooper is how old is he i'm trying to figure out like how old he actually is 75 so man's almost 50 so like you have you you've led this entire life and he's still a good looking man but those fucking those like 1930s 40s mustaches those long uh those mustaches also those mustaches, I don't like him. But the, did you catch the line where they're like, "That that the fellow that looks like Charlie Chaplin's invading Poland." And you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> that Charlie Chaplin." Uh, oh man, uh, you go, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> it's such, it's such a, it's a weird context thing because it, like, obviously, there's no like, at this point in in 41 you don't have any like context on to how much shit hitler had done right so yes. it's a weird like like space to think of where they're like oh this guy just looks like that's how you describe him not the man who killed six million jews and like how many other of his own people and everything like that and he's just at this point he's just the the, the chap that looks like charlie chaplin um man i i it, it it was funny though because I, I, we were talking about both how like there's no like the trailers and stuff don't give you any context of where this film's going right like where you like what kind of adventure you're going on it's like you're getting into like the 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 thing at the carnival the tube or something like that like you you're getting in this tube and you don't know what's happening and it's dark um, <laughs> and it's <but> dark. Man, <laughs> 
you know that whole i just keep thinking of that scene where they he chases that the guy down in the the wild man down and it's just like so that whole the whole fun house is real dark and it was real creepy and that shit is like way creepier when it's like all dark and shit man um oh but then they yes no it is what are you talking about josh josh what are you talking about it's way creepier just like you said (laughs) josh you had something clever to say and i just i think you just kind of went self no wise (laughs) no i don't Uh, know i don't know what i'm talking about i don't know what i'm talking about I have to say though that fucking scene where the dude chops like bites into the chicken's neck is pretty brutal, and I wonder like if it Ozzie, sets I, it up. Oz- I I I feel like that's where uh, Del Toro understands again. Like if you're gonna have gore, you have to like set people's expectations up early as well. So that was like, hey, this is something that is going to happen get ready because like that was yeah. nothing compared to like you know the third act craziness or i guess that would be the end of the second act in the third act is just kind of the end of the movie right i the i always I, like i viewed the whole second act as the yeah is everything uh up until when he starts talking to the the crazy old dude really the uh Richard Jenkins character because like he's the one who kind of sets up the whole like concluding part of the storyline right he's the one who like who and then you kind of get the epilogue the epilogue is really the him him being homeless again right and and like just wandering around and man I I almost feel like man if you have to assume that he was going to get executed or shot or whatever if they would have because man i don't i don't know about you the way that man just decided he was gonna live the rest of his life seemed like a way worse fate than anything else that like going to prison or being executed or like that that life does not seem like nope 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 sorry pal i don't want to be biting through chicken necks for the next you know, 20, 20, the scary part about all that is too, you go, um, how like, it kind of seems like those guys don't have a very like long shelf life. Right. Like, because they're like, William Defoe has like this whole strategy of how you do this. And it sounds like he's done it more than once. Right. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're the geeks. So that's, that, that's what they're called. Right. There's the geeks that, yes. Which is weird because like then you go back to the saying freaks and geeks and you go, oh okay that's why because it like you go back to like the again, I talked about freaks before that it's like the all the circus people right, it's it's weird sometimes when you start saying like going putting together why sayings are and like words and English sentences things say words Josh, (laughs) I'm just. I'm saying as many weird things as I can because I see you like concentrating over there and I'm trying to figure out what you're doing, Josh. I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying either, man. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I think that the, my favorite part of this entire film though, it really is like how it, 
it's such like talented directing by Guillermo that you, you're sitting there and you go, I didn't see Bradley Cooper ending up where he did. And the way he like, it was like, you kind of thought he, Bradley Cooper after the whole scene in the, the, uh, the doctor's office, you're like, Oh, he's going to get caught. He's going to get shot. He's going to do whatever. But the way they like let him, fucking escape and then become become like a railroad hobo who just can't stop drinking and is going to go back to be the geek at this other circus you're like man this dude is just like it's just like how Guillermo set it up to be like this perfect act of what of like events like this leads to this this leads to this this leads to this and you just don't see it coming right you don't see like and then you go oh because you see you talk about like when the chicken the the chicken's head gets bit off how he's interacting with a guy all these signs that you go they don't make anything obvious but then after it happens you go, oh yeah 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 that makes sense like it's like he's kind of leaving you clues right yeah um and it's just the man we keep i mean i keep saying it everything that man does like he his his the the cinematography in this film is fucking beautiful yet again. Um, he does such a good job of just showing everything and just showing these beautiful scenes of not beautiful things, right? Um, and you just think I think of like uh, all his fe- like previous movies. They are just like this. This is a, you know it's funny because it's like. This feels like his most grounded film I think he's ever seen, right? Like he's ever done. Like there's like he didn't have a fish, like a lady fucking a fish man. He like you know there's <laughs> no no demons from hell. There's no like you know vampires. There's no killer spirits that are like or trying a monster to monster like, that is getting banged by a human. I mean, I said the fish man who doesn't get. I mean. It's yeah, but like, fish. It's man. still fish man. F- you want some fish dick? You want <laughs> some fish dick in your mouth? Are you a gay fish? Okay, just like uh, um, Dick P from the last episode. <laughs> dick P. Oh, oh like Dick P. <laughs> dick P. It sounds like Digby. Like he's an Australian. Oh, it's Dick P. All right, Governor. I don't know. I know what now I sound British and I just I don't know why I do the things I do, Josh. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, Josh. Um What are you even <laughs> what are you going I don't know on what's about? wrong. What are you, I don't know what I'm gonna I don't even know the it's meaning ca- of the word. It's chaos in these parts, Josh. Chaos. chaos. In these pats. <laughs> so I have to ask as like as is little Josh, the the filmmaker that you are, what like what are you watching a Guillermo del Toro movie? Like I, one of the best who does what he does nowadays. What do you see and you go, man, this guy is so like. What stands out to you about this film, all his films, whatever? Like I said before, it's the aesthetic, man. It's the, it's he is the the, the new age Tim Burton that has more of an ability to i don't know like go outside Adapt. of his style a little bit too yeah. to to 
to add to the story, whereas Tim Burton is unapologetically not able to stray from his art direction whatsoever, which, you know, whatever, that's a Tim Burton film, and uh, it looks that way because he's Tim Burton. He really wants you to know, whereas this one, I don't know, like, you could... I don't he's he's just so classy man it's it, I feel yeah. like it's even though it's like hard subject matter and not so nice uh wrapping around the whole thing is just it's it's nominated for Oscars for reasons man because he just he gets it on like a higher level than most filmmakers that's yeah. that's it I in everything I've heard of all the other films, I, I don't think this is gonna win Best Picture, but like no. I, I see I see why it got nominated because either it like it's just a it feels like, like the uh the Academy is just like, you know, Guillermo, you just you, you knocked out like you hit another solid double or you hit a triple, like you hit like you, you did a really good, but the the guy behind you is gonna hit a home run and you're gonna you're gonna score from that but like <laughs> it's it's I, I, again it's it's not shape of water like shape of water like I, I that film still to this day to me felt like weird in a lot of ways because <sighs> the fucking a fish man was still like a little like it it came out of left like left field a little bit to me but like not. I don't know. That just film was always like odd. It's like, even when I don't know if like something Guillermo, like Del Toro directs is my favorite. I still can see how, how awesome of a like job he did putting the film together. Like it's like you go into something like Crimson Peak, which like stupid studios try to sell as like, like, a ghost story but it was like a gothic romance right yeah and so it's like this man is like does all these films and you talk about him stepping outside of his his style he does like he just does whatever he thinks he, he thinks is cool it seems like right like going back to like was it called chronos the 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 weird like vampire thing that he did uh, where, but it's like the break, like the locket that like locks onto you and shit like that. I, I think I saw that movie one time and like fell asleep at some point <laughs> because like the reading the the subtitles and probably watched it and I was tired as fuck. So why did but, you want to do? Or actually, no. When did you uh, grow out of that and want? Because you you're the one that brought that to the table for this podcast was yeah. all the foreign films and wanting to read. I, I think I think it's. It was probably just when uh, I watched Kronos, like the 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 timing in it. You know, it's you know what it is. It, like with us, if we watch a film at the wrong time, and it's like, like it's the whole ADHD scroll thing. Like you're like trying to fit, pay attention to the film, and you're not trying to look at your phone or or yes. see what my dog is doing. Uh, or I've like, changed. Okay, so like I've been getting worse. Like not better. Yeah. Like I feel like before. Uh, I I was like really in tune with it. Now that I'm like single and I'm by myself, I'm so distracted by everything all the time. Yeah. And I switched it so now I tell my Google 
home t- uh i'm watching a movie and it turns off all the lights downstairs except for the ones around the tv and the bookshelf that's around and yeah. uh that has helped a lot actually because then it's like and i also put it on the sound bar with the subwoofer so it's like in my face a lot more because yeah. if i can't see my phone i tend to forget about it but like i i'm doing a lot more like content creation and stuff so i'm like i'm getting sucked back into that stupid fucking vortex again <laughs> You're like, I gotta see with the new files, no tweets, new Discord mess. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot. It's like serious. you have to be like, when you keep creating as much content shit as you and I do, you're like, you're like, got your foot in like eighteen different ponds at the same time. You're like, here's my email, and here's my Twitter, and here's my Discord, and here's my YouTube, and you're just like, you got shit everywhere, and so you're always like, well, uh, what? Someone call me. What? There? Huh? Message? Huh? Yeah. Um. For real. Hey, I have to say, like, again, this film is just like it. It's just it's such a wonderfully made film. I Again, it's not my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie, but man, it's just it's like it's like a it's like pizza, man. Guillermo del Toro's pizza. You're like you go in and you go. There's no such thing as a bad pizza. Like you can get like domino's pizza or you can get like you know some local chain that's like really high star like five star quality shit and like gourmet shit and he's done all that spectrum everything he does is a is a pizza you're like this is going to be good i might not like it as much as the pizza from this other place but everything he does is just so fucking good man and i'm I'm just happy this man gets to make the whatever kind of fucking films he wants. Like, I guess winning like best picture, uh, for shape of water probably helped a lot. Right. Like it helps with like, you go, okay, Guillermo, whatever you want, <laughs> you have, you have your, you have your Oscar. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and I keep saying it, man, I, I want to see like it, William Defoe in the last like couple months alone, me, like this movie and yeah. like, spider-man and the man is just he's so goddamn talented and there's a lot of his like filmography i need to dive into still like i I, annie christ is one of those movies you talk about you talk about your like list of like i don't know if i want to watch that kind of things like you're talking about like with uh audition like annie christ is kind of like one of those films for me because of like isn't I think there's weird penis things in that movie that I never want to actually see or whatever. It, but that shit cut co- that movie covers some fucking hard cover like topics. I mean, just like this, like fuck, man, the whole like the whole like uh, Richard Jenkins thing with the the like the woman he had like forty. It was like forty years ago that he forced to have a miscarriage and like it killed her and his baby. And this man is like, it's like his whole arc of redemption, right? Is that like all he's wanted his whole life, like the last 40 years of his life is forgiveness for doing this. And it sets up the whole third act because all he wants is to communicate. It reminds me of like a lot of, uh, of Houdini, right? And like Houdini had, had tried to like set up the, uh, this system with his wife that if like the afterlife was real, you'll come back and, you know, talk to her. And it kind of feels like the Houdini thing had a, a, like the story of Houdini had an effect on a lot of this storytelling, right? Because that whole third act was very like Houdini esque with that. Um, 
And I man, I talk about all these guys and what they're doing. I I just man, I don't know what there else there is to say about this man. This film is just it's just so well done and so well made and so well acted. And I don't I I don't know what to say that like would make this film better, even though it wasn't my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. Like I it, like nothing obvious. What is your favorite? Me, right? Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth's up there. I really like Hellboy two. I really I wear Hellboy. Yeah. I mean, not Hellboy two. I like Blade two a lot. Um, I love that Hellboy's in this too, as just like the strong man looking out for the girl. He's in every Ron Perlman movie. Yeah. I mean, Ron Perlman's well, in every Guillermo del Toro movie. I love, right? I love when directors they have their 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 group. It's like, no, 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 no. you're my yeah. guy now. Uh, you're my girl. You're my other guy. We're gonna yeah. make every movie together. I just we we get along great. I know that I can direct you, and you take direction yeah. well from me. The camaraderie of like, just imagine being on like his his radar or like Christopher yeah. Nolan's radar as a fucking actor. And like, you know, no, 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 you're, you're going to be in everything I, I ever make. What? Like you're the biggest name in the world. Oh my God. You know, like that's yeah. Dude. I, I don't like to think of it. Like when I was watching this movie also, man, Ron Perlman is like 72 this year. And that man looks amazing still. Like my dad is my dad is a year younger than him and I'm like, man, Ron Perlman looks way younger than my father. Not to say my dad looks ancient or anything like that, but Ron Perlman just doesn't look like he's seventy two, you know? Um shit. Uh I love that man though. Also, I, I don't we I briefed over it earlier, but the scene with uh uh Mary Steinbergen's character, Mrs. Kimball, when she you, I kind of pictured it was coming after that that discussion with Bradley Cooper, where like, like they're gonna be together or something like that or whatever he said to him, and how it leads to her just fucking po- popping her husband in the head with a pistol. I was like, oh no! Like you saw it coming. Like it was like, it was like a car. You saw it. Like you were just on a sidewalk and you see a car running a red light. Yeah. And it, you see that like it's gonna hit another car, but and you can't do anything about it. And you're just like, it's like slow motion. And like when she pulled that gun out, I knew she was gonna pull a gun out. And you go, oh no. And then weirdest suicide I think I've ever seen in a film. It looks like she shot herself in the eyeball, did it? Like yeah. she like, oh yeah, that she was, was like that was all the deaths or anything to do with anything like that in this movie was really well done. Like they the attention yeah. to detail was. Like, cause scary. Yeah, they only kill like five people in the mm-hmm. film, right? They like the uh, the two old the guys at the end, or the, and then the the guy with the wood alcohol. No, so it's only four people, and then his father, right? Yeah. So like, with four deaths, you're like, but like, then like they have the they have the uh, where Kate Blanchett shoots Bradley Cooper in the ear with the like the really tiny pistol she had. Uh, which was more foreshadowing from earlier in the film. And just like, there is so much blood, right? Like, it's like, cause if you ever, have you ever cut your ear or like done anything with your ear before? And there's just so much blood because it's like your head, your head bleeds like a fucking motherfucker. Yes. If you like get a head wound. And so Bradley Cooper gets that ear 
like blown off right or part of his ear blown off and it's just bleeding everywhere everywhere um yeah it's like he uses violence sparingly like sparingly in this movie but when he uses it it's fucking effective as shit man and it's like it hits home because you're like damn he did not fuck around man like it it but he tells you that, like, when you start off a movie, I'm going to just set a body on fire, give you no context. He was telling you he wasn't fucking around, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I fucking I, around. I, I just wish I knew where, like, what would have made this, like, I really, really enjoyed this film, but, like, I, there's part of me that's going, I, it could have been a little bit better, and I don't know why I think that. I don't know if it was just the state I was in when I watched it. Like, the, the ending was awesome. It was so satisfying with like not seeing what it was coming yeah. and just so much about it. And like, like I said, it's shot well, it's acted great, everything. And just, I really enjoyed it, but there was like something that like missed. A Maybe it was just the shitty people in it. Like the shitty characters. Like when you have those like characters that you like can't relate to a little bit, it's hard. Sometimes I maybe, maybe it like disconnects me a little bit from the, that like experience. You know what I mean? It's like, I just feel cause yeah. Like, like you don't sympathize with them. Well, you know, I I, I know it exactly what you're uh, talking about though, because I felt kind of the same way. Like after watching the trailer and trailer two and tra- I was yeah. like, what is this movie about? After watching the movie, I was like, I know what it's about, but it's still. I felt like there was a little. Uh, I don't know. It wraps up, yeah, but like, what is the movie about? Yeah. <laughs> I that and I was kind of mumbling on about that earlier. Like, there's this thing of like avoiding escaping your own past and escaping who you are. Because like his old like dad, like he kills his father because he doesn't like he hates him. And but then you learn like he hates him because he's he seems to be exactly the same person as his father, right? Yeah, like the, the exact same person. And that's like why he hated his father. Like he saw everything he hated in himself and like, and the, like just everything else in it. It's like when you're escaping, trying to escape who you are, like you, you, it seems like you're blind to the rest of the world. Cause you're too busy running away from yourself. Right. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a very, it's, it's, it, it's a really actually kind of a small scale story about just one man's own like demise, like his own like self-destruction, self-destructive personality and uh, tendencies that at the, at the beginning he, the world is in front of him. The, the world is his oyster. He, he knows he's better than, all of it and he even says it in a line like if 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 this uh place isn't good enough for me it's definitely not good enough for you and that was like the hook you know that got her in uh yeah showing that he's insanely talented at drawing that he can build a set like in a day and it's insane (laughs) well that's what it made it look like right and uh you know just like he can do whatever he wants. And then it cuts to him being super successful and like they made it to this crazy place. And like, it shows how fragile 
life can actually be. And like, you gotta, you know, don't get fucking cocky because, mm. uh, it could come and really just smack a dick in your face. Yeah. Cause they use like, they use the, uh, Tony Glass like character to really like kind of be that semi like, sh- like in this like character driven film about people like doing acting like they can see into the future and see in the beyond and see all this stuff. Tony uh, Collette's character is really the only one who kind of starts looking like she can actually, she's the one who kind of sees what's coming. I mean, not kind of, she sees what's coming. She goes, if you do this, you're going to, you're fucked. You you have the, the, the upside down hangsman, you're fucked. And he doesn't listen to her because Bradley Cooper's character doesn't listen to anyone in this film. Like he doesn't, he doesn't listen to Mara. Uh, he, aka Molly, he doesn't listen to Xena the Seer, Tony Collette's character. He doesn't listen to anyone, and that's like a thing. It's like when you don't listen to anyone like that, that's another huge character flaw, right? And yeah, he had warnings, and so he he ends up biting, being the geek, and biting the heads off of random chickens. And you kind of go, well, you could have avoided this if you had like listened to one person, right? If you had, like, run away with, uh, with Molly, if you had listened to to Xena, if you had done anything, you would have been like, not biting the heads off of fucking chickens, like, <laughs> and being like in an opium haze for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you like, <laughs> it's just uh, to, to think of how like eighty years ago was a way different time because like. You're just keeping motherfuckers in cages and like traveling around the country and just like, man, man, oh man. <sighs> you know, just normal stuff. You know, all the no- normal all the, stuff. All the normal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. Uh, I it's it's such a it's a like an interesting film on so many levels because it's like I said like we're both t- like there's something and I I think it's. It, I, like I said before, I think it's like you disconnect from the characters a little bit. Personally, I do. This is why, like, I really can. It, this movie has a lot in common for me. Like, like Midsummer. Like Midsummer is like all these really shitty characters, and but everyone was shitty in that movie. This this character this movie has likable characters, and you don't kind of realize how bad Bradley Cooper is until the very end of the film. Um, but that's the thing. It like disconnects from like. It's it's weird because like I don't think every movie should have a likable main character or everything like that, but it it helps can it helps you like feel for that character, right? It's you don't need everyone to be like Josh. I mean, Josh WRB is like the best likable main character ever of all time, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we've rambled on enough into this shit show. Um, Josh, we've done. I think we need to go in and do something foreign. Like we need to do, like crazy cinema here again. And okay, I'm th- I'm thinking we do inside the French film. Okay. Do you want to do that one? We don't have to do that one. Oh, I have no clue what you're talking about, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> okay. Cool. We'll Never heard it. of it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We talked about it last week, dumbass. 
I've never heard of it. Okay. Well, Josh, inside I need to go to the Netflix one. <laughs> no comedy no. drama music. No, that would not be it. Oh, it's Bo. Oh wait, I watched that. His uh, Netflix special called Inside about no, doing a comedy it, special Josh. during COVID. COVID. No, it's a that, two th- two thousand and seven film called In. Inside. It's very French. It's very French. That's a dirty bathroom. It's... Yeah. There's like yeah, blood is. all over it. Okay, Josh. Well, I'll, I'll love your face. Let's tell everybody where you can find us. We're murdermoose.com whenever, if Josh's like uh, domain problems are fixed. I just switched our hosting so it can be a faster experience, but I might have just wrecked it too. So, (laughs) our podcast has a Twitter. It is Murder Moose Pod. Uh, We have a Discord if you want to come join there. Uh, You can get a link from the podcast uh, Twitter page. And Josh is Josh WRB on Twitter and Twitch. Go watch Josh play drums on Sundays. Uh, I'm Rod underscore Johnson on Twitter and Twitch, and I badly play video games four days a week. I think that's all. Yay! Hey, it's Murder Moose. Yep, and remember, your homework is inside 2007, Josh. Not 2021, because I've seen that. It's It's not a horror movie. We're going to have a very different talk next week if Josh accidentally <laughs> watches that one. Okay, everybody. It's happened before, Josh, okay? It has happened before. I It has. It has. Josh, I love you. And uh, this, we keep saying it, but this is one of my favorite things we do all week. So I love you, buddy. And I will see you soon. And we love you motherfuckers for listening. So catch you guys later. Bye! <laughs>